Hey guys, it's Denver here and I'm back with another podcast episode. Loving the feedback so far with the podcasts. I only just started it a couple of days ago and podcasting is something that I considered doing so many years ago. Um, even with some colleagues, we thought about doing it together and I'm just really happy that I've actually finally taken the step to do it and realized there's a lot to discuss, uh, so many topics to get through. And at this stage, you know, it's a frequent podcast, but realistically, I would be looking at doing it once a week or so. But I figured I'd get, you know, a bit of content out there. And also, as things happen to me day to day, typically I would document it on like an Instagram story or write a Facebook post. But now I can just write it down and, you know, turn conversations into podcasts and education for you guys, which is pretty cool. And today I want to talk about five tips for fat loss. Now, when you think five tips for fat loss, you know, that could be a very generic, you know, magazine article or a blog post or, you know, even an Instagram post. But I want to dive into it in a way that, you know, is exactly what you expect, but then also some additions which you may not expect. And if I'm being honest, I mean, most personal trainers and fitness professionals They know all of this stuff, so it's nothing like new, but the general public tend to forget what really drives fat loss in particular more so than weight loss, but fat loss. And if you have five tips that you can follow and implement immediately, you will no doubt trend towards fat loss, lifestyle improvement, and just all round happiness, I guess. And at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to be happy within ourselves and what we see from the outwards and also how we feel inside too. So achieving fat loss isn't all about looking better, fitting in a certain, you know, dress or, you know, getting on stage and competing as a bodybuilder, but it's also improving our general health, our wellness and how we feel about ourselves as well. And that is really important. And simply losing a few kilos could actually add more years to your life, which is something that a lot of people don't really reflect on or think about until they get older and I actually work with some clients who, you know, are in their 50s to 60s and our focus is not all about fat loss and comparing themselves to 20 or 30 year olds. Our focus is longevity, health, gaining strength and improving their quality of life and adding years to their life because as we get older and become more fragile, you know, a fall could result in a wheelchair. It could result in death even like that's how crazy it is. And I work with clients who are nurses who go through this stuff on a day to day basis working with aged people. And, you know, if we can minimize the potential of these things occurring by being stronger and leaner and having a healthy lifestyle, then, you know, that would be a great outcome. But coming back to fat loss as the primary focus and the topic of today, let's get straight into it and start with tip number one which is gain control of your total caloric intake. Now, that doesn't mean you have to track your macros. That doesn't mean you have to have a meal plan or sign up to a calorie-based meal prep service or anything like that. It simply means take ownership of how much you're consuming, whether it's food or drinks or supplements, even anything that has a caloric value. And manage that in a way where you start to consume fewer calories than your body is accustomed to as like the first thing and then the second thing is to maintain a decent amount of fruits and vegetables and foods which keep you feeling fuller 
even though you're consuming fewer calories. Now, if you're interested in tracking your macros, following a meal plan, or getting a meal-based service, these are fantastic ways to gain control, no doubt about that. But if you're someone who isn't looking to take that approach just yet, an alternative to that is to give yourself a rating at the end of each day, I guess. And this rating is based around your level of hunger. So think to yourself, how hungry am I right now before I go to sleep? Because typically, if we're in a caloric deficit, leaning towards weight loss, we should have a mild sense of hunger for the most part. But at the same time, it should be something that's manageable, where you're not starving all day, you can't think, you can't sleep, you can't do anything because you're just so hungry. That would be a bad situation. But if you have this mild level of hunger where you definitely could eat more, but you're holding back, you know that you're in a caloric deficit. And uh, you know that is a good way of gauging things without getting really specific and micromanaging your macros and your food intake. But what I will say is it is really, really easy to just look at what you're currently consuming and think about the things that don't need to be there. Like sugar and milk doesn't need to be in your coffee. Dressings don't need to be on your salad and sauces don't need to be on your meals either. You don't need to cook with a ton of oil. Like there are simple methods to easily just reduce your caloric intake without really changing your food selection uh, or preferences, but just minimizing the extras that tend to add up over time that we don't really think about. That would be a great starting point. Number two is to increase your daily movement. So you just increase your activity levels on a day-to-day basis in addition to your structured weight training program. So it's essential that we have a weight training program, which is actually going to encourage our body to hold on to the lean muscle that we've got. Because if we're not eating enough calories to sustain our current self, essentially your body will be more than happy to drop both lean tissue, so your muscle, as well as your body fat, you know, concurrently, because there's no real need for that lean mass that you've got unless you're weight training. So weight training gives your body a purpose to hold onto the muscle that you've got. And the calorie deficit forces your body to drop body fat primarily, uh, whilst you know weight training and sufficient protein, which is something we'll get onto as well, will help to maintain that muscle. So that's essential. Like you have to do the weight training if you want to focus on fat loss. If weight loss is just your, your focus, then you can skip right past the weight training and lose all your gains and just become a smaller version of yourself. Uh, with less muscle. But that's not really an outcome that any of us are looking to achieve. So let's make sure that weight training is in place and then focus on increasing your daily activity, whether it's tracking your steps, whether it's parking further away from the shopping center, your workplace, whatever it might be, walking around at the gym, taking your dog for a walk, or simply just meeting with people and being physically active. And no, I'm not talking about in the evenings with Netflix. I'm talking about outdoors. Go and do things. Go and have fun. Go and be active. Just move around. Maybe you're playing sports. Maybe you're, you know, just going for a walk with friends or even taking up new hobbies like dancing or surfing or anything that's physically active. And if I really wanted to make it really boring, I could say, hey, just go on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day, every single day. Or go home and clean your house and do the dishes and wash your clothes and iron your clothes and put this together and mow the lawn as well because that needs to be done. All these things are physical activity and they all aid in the goal of calorie management and being in a caloric deficit leading towards fat loss and essentially not sitting around doing less. Because when we do reduce our food intake or our calorie intake, 
our body tends to want to slow down and stop us from moving so much. And sometimes we can eat less and actually not see the fat loss that we want because we've kind of just slowed down at the same time. And that is not a good thing. Now I'm going to go into number three now, which is managing your stress levels. This one is really important. And I feel like this is one that people don't typically think about. They think about their macros. They think about their weight training. They think about their cardio. They think about supplements, which honestly is not even on my top five list at all. But they forget about stress management, which honestly is the silent killer, as some people call it. Um, So if we can reduce our levels of stress, we can actually improve our body's ability to drop body weight and body fat at the same time. So some methods to manage your stress or reduce your stress levels, one of them would be simply just going outdoors, being outside, seeing the blues, the greens, getting some vitamin D through the sun. These things are known to reduce your stress levels, pick up your mood, and they cost you nothing. In addition to that, Another thing that is completely free is to sit down and focus on your breathing. So you could do some meditation um, or just simple breathing exercises where you're slowing down your heart rate, you're controlling your breathing, your mind is on your breathing, and you could do this for five to 10 minutes a day, once or twice a day, and that's another simple way to reduce your stress. I personally have an app called Headspace, which is a guided meditation app, and it's amazing because it has a bunch of different topics that you can select. So it's not just focusing on breathing, but also getting your mind, um, you know, attracted to whatever it might be that you want to focus on. So I'm pretty sure there's like topics like gratitude and relationships and um, building confidence and whatever else there might be. And you can listen to these guided meditations for 10 minutes a day, basically. And that can definitely help to reduce your stress levels. So you might want to check out that app. Uh, In addition to managing stress, you could also have days where you simply do less. You're not stressing yourself out. You're not trying to do all the exercise in the world. You're not writing a, you know, 20 things to do list or anything like that. But just having a day per week where you just chill out and not do too much, essentially. Just let your body just chill and recover from, you know, multiple days that you typically have, which are filled with busy tasks and day-to-day stress. And the thing with stress is that a lot of people stress eat. So they eat a bunch of food because they're stressed. And that's why stress definitely comes into here uh, in regards to fat loss. Well, that's one of the reasons anyways. Moving on to number four, improving your sleep quality and quantity. Now, I'm pretty sure that we all know that sleep is important, but it's not often that people link sufficient sleep with assisting fat loss. And it really is the case. If you can get improved sleep quality and quantity, you can actually encourage your body to drop body fat at a better rate. And that ties into stress management at the same time, because if you can improve your sleep, you're going to help to reduce your stress. And if you can reduce your stress, you're going to help to improve your sleep quality at the same time. So if we can aim to get that eight hours of sleep every night, we're going to be in a great place. Seven to eight hours is what I typically suggest for most of my clients. Um, if you have some special circumstances, which do not allow that to happen, I believe taking naps can be quite beneficial as well. And now let's get into number five. So the final one is getting in enough protein consistently. So I touched on this earlier in point number two, when I spoke about weight training and maintaining lean mass, but getting in enough protein every single day is 
imperative if you're looking to maintain your muscle and improve your metabolic rate and do all things great in regards to optimizing and improving your body composition. Once again, meaning more muscle, less body fat. So we need to make sure we get in enough protein. And on my previous podcast, I discussed how much protein would be ideal for you. So you can definitely check that out and ensure you've got your protein where it needs to be. So to wrap things up, my five tips for fat loss today are to gain control of your caloric intake, increase your daily movement through whatever means you choose, manage your stress, improve your sleep quality and quantity, and get in enough protein consistently. If you can do these five things from today, from right now, or worst case scenario tomorrow, you're going to see the results that you want and set yourself up for long-term fat loss success. So that's the podcast for today, guys. Thank you again for listening. I'm not going to tell you to leave five-star review, but if you choose to leave a review, make sure it's five stars. And if you don't want to call it a five-star review, you can call it a five-star rating. Uh, But like I said, I'm not going to make you do that. So if you don't want to do a five-star review, that's fine. But if you do want to do it and you're on the app and you just scroll down and there's a little star system and you choose the five one or the fifth star, that would give me five stars. And then that would increase my current five-star level of whatever it is now to one addition to that, um, which is kind of nice. But like I said, you don't have to do it. So should you choose to do it, I wouldn't be mad. And thank you for your time.